Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 87. This is a pop culture podcast where uh, we talk about all the things we enjoy in pop culture, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea um, <laughs> with her mug there. Probably whiskey. We'll just That's assume probably it. probably whiskey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, today we're going to be talking about Hawkeye episodes four through six. So that's the latter half of the show. It's the finale. Um, but we'll be getting to that later. Um, up front, we'll have uh, just a few news stories. So if you're worried about spoilers. Um, before we get to our weeks, are there drink holidays? I mean, obviously, there is holiday holidays coming up. Traditional <laughs> ones. Uh, how about yes. drink ones? Yes, they're sneaking up ever closer. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, um, which fittingly is National Eggnog Day. Um, have you ever had eggnog, John? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I have also. I tried it actually for the first time either last year or the year before, you know, since we're in our like time space continuum where time means nothing anymore these past few years. But yes, I it is a recent um a recent thing for me. I had not tried that as a kid growing up. And okay. I'm not really sure what I think about it. So you like, you mean eggnog plain, not like eggnog right. uh, cocktail or drink? Not like, like spiked. spiked. Yeah. So yeah. I, I tried the uh, spiked version last year. But yeah, it just like never was a thing in my house growing up, like eggnog. So yeah. me neither, really. I mean, I found I was lactose intolerant after a while. Sure. And then so sure. then not... Kind of kills that. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely um, am in the camp of like, I'm cool with that it wasn't a holiday thing in our household growing up because I didn't enjoy it all that well. But Well, you know, let me say like as an aside with the dairy thing, <laughs> I as annoying as a lactose intolerance is, mm-hmm. actually kind of was helpful, I think, in a way, because in my mind now, the idea of eating piles of cheese or something like that just seems wrong. Oh, them's like, fighting words, John. It seems like it shouldn't <laughs> happen. Like I'm eating what I'm eating mac and cheese is just all cheese or something. It's just like this is my brain. It's like one of those things your brain's telling you danger, wrong, bad. You know, it's like <laughs> sounds that are too loud or like right. it's too hot, you know. <laughs> So, man, if ever something controversial was said on this podcast, it is that right there. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Ignite a firestorm, John. I love it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so for those for those of you who do enjoy dairy uh, or and or eggnog, um, tomorrow is National Eggnog Day. So celebrate your hearts out. I will not be joining you. Um, And then previously this week on the 20th of December, it was. National Sangria Day, a drink I do enjoy and have quite often. Um, for, unfortunately, not this morning. Um, and then t- just yesterday on the 22nd, it was Coquito Day, um, which is like a Latin American version of eggnog, just with like a few ingredients mm. and spices switched. Um, but, you know, kind of, kind of along the same basis. So Okay, cool. Yeah, for those of you who do like eggnog or are looking for a variation, want to try something new, check it out. It sounded yeah. good in theory. And so. so you're you're drinking, as we already established, probably whiskey. Probably morning. whiskey. 
Okay. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Probably nice. whiskey, but but really coffee. Maybe well, with a little whiskey thrown in. Yeah, in in the morning, these these morning shows. I don't know. I don't. Uh, you know, I mean, we I, discussed it before. Like you're kind of limited, mm-hmm. a in your drink choices, and like also how you feel in the morning. Yeah. Like I don't want. I could have a a Bloody Mary, but you know, mm-hmm. I kind of make mine pretty stacked. Usually, I don't really want to eat that on stream. <laughs> And then um, mimosa, okay, but we don't keep orange juice on hand. Maybe we should, you know, maybe I should have that, uh, those vitamins there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, we, we typically don't either. Um, we, we tend to try, you know, when we make like a, a liquor store run, we try to keep like a bottle of champagne on sure. hand. You know, mm-hmm. just like over, over lifetimes we've learned, you know, just for like, big or little like celebratory moments kind of nice to like have that on hand but yeah then we we don't usually think about orange juice so yep um i um going back to the eggnog i guess um i thought (laughs) this is my one way i can possibly celebrate so i have coffee but eggnog in it but it's there you go but it's like dairy free or okay all right okay so, I mean, I've, so what I've seemed to discover with lactose intolerance mm-hmm. is it's not like, oh, you can't have dairy. It's that your body is not producing what would break down, you know, dairy uh, as readily. So I can still have it, just not as much. Well, um, they do make tons of dairy-free options now and things. And Ashley was thinking to me, and here's the oat milk version. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you should try your eggnog in your coffee. Maybe okay. that's the way you can appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe I can join join the legions in some fashion. But, yeah, straight up, I just can't do it. Um, all right. Your week. I feel like, see, what day is it? It's Thursday. We, we met <laughs> recently. Yeah. The days of the week, too, are just, like, all melding together and stuff Blurring here, together. So. Well, it's like a rush toward the holiday. So, you know, that last week, what are, what are days anyway? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, did you manage to watch anything? Or, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk yeah. Hawkeye, so that. But other than... Yeah, yeah. I am freshly um, just finishing Hawkeye this morning, actually. So I'm excited okay. to talk about that. And then um, I did... Finish also another series that I really enjoyed. Um, I finished Arcane this week. Definite thumbs up. That show ended on a big cliffhanger. Um, so I, fe- I feel like they they either, you know, made some great choices and decided to, like, try and see if they could hook the audience or they knew they were getting a second season and were just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to leave one more. Um, okay. But, yeah, hi- highly... Um, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but excellent show. Aren't they? They didn't confirm they're doing more. I thought maybe, maybe they everybody did. just loved it. So, oh, they did. Oh, okay. okay. They did. Yeah. They've already confirmed that there's a season two. So I don't know if like the, the showrunners knew, you know, kind oh, of before they, they yeah, put it out right. there and we're just like, you know, we're going to, we're making we're it this with way. A bang. Yeah. yeah. We're going to leave with a bang because we know we are having a season two or if they were like, maybe if Confident. we like, leave them, leave them on a big enough cliffhanger, they'll be forced to. Yeah, season two, but yeah, either way, um, excellent, well done. Um, other than that, I've uh, 
watched a few Christmas movies, notably one of my favorites, White Christmas with Bing Crosby, Rosemary Clooney. Um, I'm definitely into like the old timey holiday movies. I love those. Um, We actually were just like at a at a party last night talking about, you know, our favorite holiday movies. Um, And that is is probably number one or number two for me. And uh, we are talking about Chris's favorite movie, which is A Christmas Story, which I hate. I loathe. I yeah, I feel like, like you've talked about this. Um, yep, totally. Because we're on the same page here. Yep, yep. I, uh, I mean, I feel like um, one of my friends was like, yeah, you know, you kind of got to watch it once to, like, get the cultural references. And I was like, I mean, I guess. I sort of felt like I got them anyway without it, but yeah, sure. Yeah, right. So. It's like the leg lamp is the thing really right and yeah or the eye i guess you poke your eye out you shoot your eye out kid yeah Yeah. for Mm -hmm. sure i mean i get it and like there's like a few moments or whatever but yeah no christmas story is not high on my list so gonna have to take preventative measures so chris doesn't pass that down to evie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just talking to tony and nicole and they that's like a family tradition for them too is to watch Watch that, and I just don't. No, 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 no. Too bad. I'll take. I take a pass on that Christmas tradition. <laughs> you're gonna use a. You're gonna use a veto for against Chris on this one. What's he gonna veto for you then? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I have to watch it. He he can't veto a White Christmas because Evie already watched it, so it's too late okay. there. Okay. But he <laughs> likes that movie too. He doesn't. He doesn't have as strong opinions as I do about Christmas movies, but. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what my trade-off is going to be. Um, yeah, other than that, I uh, did some reading this week. I said that I was going to go back and start rereading Wheel of Time, and I did. Um, I started one book back, or possibly two books back, because I wasn't sure which book I was on um, when I quit uh, before. So I started reading the ninth in the series, Winter's Heart. And well, cool. uh, Yeah, it's good. Um I definitely it took me a minute to kind of like get into, you know, where the book was was at and, you know, kind of where my my characters were situated. Um, but I'm definitely remembering stuff now, like as I'm getting further into it, like things seem more familiar. So okay, hoping that translates through the rest of the many pages that I have to get through so I can keep going. You could do like short <clears throat> videos on your thoughts uh, as you, you should, go or something because, yeah. you know, we see this seems to be a. a fan base out there looking yeah. for wheel of time material we talked about that you know the other week because we're also covering wheel of time on amazon mm-hmm. and it's gonna be wrapping up soon we had pretty yep. good engagement on um on those videos so if you're interested in more real time you let us know yeah um, for sure i could uh i could do like a halfway or you know as each book wraps up give some quick thoughts yeah <laughs> quick Absolutely. thoughts Ah, those those books are huge i would never be able to give quick thoughts it it was funny when people are asking questions and commenting on a couple weeks ago because i just like i'm i'm lost here i don't know what sure this other language you guys are speaking so (laughs) it really is i mean honestly those books are so i mean it's so well done that he can create this whole universe you know um Mm -hmm. and have it be so like richly detailed it's kind of amazing what, you know, when I think about that or like other creators like Tolkien, how they can create like these very complete universes. 
but yes, it it is like speaking another language when you like <clears throat> get into it. Yep. Um, well, I did, I watched, uh, I didn't, let's see, I did read a little bit as well, but, um, manga, I'm okay. in, in a couple of different mangas. So I, I started reading a, a little while ago, a comic got killed zero. It's like right. a prequel yep, to a comic. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was waiting for volume two, his backward out of stock and stuff like that. Um, and then I just got the email a couple days ago. Sorry, we can't fulfill your order. What? It's just not coming back in stock and who knows when or whatever. Because okay. <clears throat> I'm sitting on volumes like three, four, and five mm-hmm. and not having read them because they were right. available. So I just went and bought it digitally um, okay. so I can read that. And someday I'll complete my collection. I'll find this <laughs> holy volume two somewhere. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so but, random. Just like this one yeah. volume goes missing. It seems like it's a little more I haven't kept up on reading physical manga in a while though and mm-hmm. it seems like it's not an uncommon thing like if you don't kind of keep up you you run the risk of the out of print or the older ones going sure. away and uh, being a little more of a problem so um so yeah started that then did I tell you about sweat and soap No this is okay. this is new all right, so I'm this intrigued. is intrigued. What is this? <laughs> I know it's like it's an embarrass, embarrassing uh, title to to profess I'm reading. I'm only in volume one, but it's uh, it's like it's a romantic comedy. Um, okay. So it's um, but like um, a more adultish one, I guess. Just like the people in there are adults, and they're not they're not kids and stuff. And so this woman is a um, she works at a basically like a bed or a uh what's the name of that soap place not like a bed bath and beyond but like um um i don't know a soap store that that sell like toiletries bath and body works yeah bath and body works yeah okay that kind all right of thing. but they sell like soap and and then but then you know toiletry items perfume and all that stuff so they have this who she works for has a whole line of this stuff and okay. she works there because she has always sweat a lot and she's <laughs> super self-conscious about it and like making her smell. And, and so this is this company's stuff is the only like stuff that she's found that seems to help, you know, and then work. Mm-hmm. And otherwise it's such a, um, a stress on her life. So, well, I'm not going to give away too much. It's just like this. This is, this is clearly very aptly titled. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i didn't so yeah. like yeah literal <laughs> um and she meets this guy that actually like really likes how she smells okay and it turns out that he is the guy that like is responsible for all the fragrances so he's really got a thing for smells okay and so sure, he's always, sure. and so it's like her smells like inspiration um <laughs> to him or whatever and so I, I need a sniff or whatever. And it's, it's, it's like the ludicrous things, but to like in a kind of fun way, way to, yeah, to get into like, um, uh, silly, warm, heartfelt, emotional things. So, sure. um, I'm liking it so far. It's, it, it's silly, but it's funny. It's, um, it does that thing like, 
Twilight and I think probably a lot of romance novels do where if the the things there's always this stuff like if Edward was an uggo the things he does would be creepy he, would be super creepy yeah, but because sure. our protagonist is into him they're actually romantic not creepy sure so that's this as well for sure sure so <laughs> that's I feel like that's a lot of romantic comedies I, yeah also twilight because i have no idea what that's i'm mean, tween what do you categorize that as just like tween movie yeah yeah um but yeah i feel like it's a lot of that like if these people weren't so pretty some of the shit would be real weird mm -hmm. like yep. or you know if somebody wasn't into it even sometimes when somebody is into it it's like man that's a, that's a <laughs> lot <laughs> yeah so, so but it's cute it's cute mm-hmm so there are my recommendate my manga recommendations, um, a comedy kill zero and mm -hmm. uh, soap and sweat, and then I watch a couple Christmas movies too. I always watch Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's oh, yeah. Vacation. So for sure, watch that one. That's actually another one I hadn't seen until more recently. That was not okay. like a part of my childhood, you know, Christmas movies or whatever. Um, yep. So I think I saw it earlier than I saw a Christmas story, but I like this one. This one's good for me. Nice. And then uh, Love Actually. I don't know if I mentioned Cute. that last week or not, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was good. Um, I did see, so I'm still willing to go if you guys want to, but I am terrified of the spoilers, and I'm, someone invited me to Spider-Man. So I did see Spider-Man. The new one. The new one. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was wondering when you put it on here, I was like, ooh, does that mean you watched the old one so he could be caught up or did he like actually go and just skip it yeah i just skipped it <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably i watch knew it i too, knew it yeah well okay. like you know spider-man's pretty been pretty good as far as i can tell a uh, spoiler wise on the internet thus far but yes. like hawkeye has not been no hawkeye no, if you weren't if you, if you weren't watching hawkeye like forget it like yeah I mean, don't forget the show because overall I would say watch it. But yeah, forget it if you, you know. Wanted to be were, spoiler were, free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm trying not to put in our thumbnails and stuff. Everybody else puts it in their thumbnails like the day after the show or the day of the show. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ah, come on, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we'll get to this in a minute. But um, yeah, I think Hawkeye did a really great job of like weaving in some good threads of other characters and other storylines but like yeah why why do that why ruin it for people mm -hmm. yep well anyways spider-man i won't mm -hmm. uh i won't speak on much here other than to say that you know like it's, it's thumbs up, doing thumbs really down. well the box office and if you're a spider-man fan slash enjoy the spider-man movies i don't see why you wouldn't enjoy this one okay so. Do you, would you say it's good that even if you're, you know, not a fan or just, you know, kind of neutral, like it's still a good movie? Yeah. Um, it, it relies, I mean, it relies a lot on the fact that we care about Spider-Man and Spider-Man's history in the past and everything like that, you know, okay. these movies, they, they build on one another. And so I, I just feel like if you're... If you people know if they're going to see this already, sure. if you don't like Spider-Man, this is not going to change your mind. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, so. Yeah, it's it's you, probably too late at this point. Yeah. You know, but, you'd need to wait for yeah, a new iteration or something like that. But, but overall yeah, good, I, in your opinion. Yeah, that's worth okay. seeing. Okay. I it just wasn't well, as good as I and like the hype. You oh, know, okay. the movie's doing so well. It's selling like like hotcakes. You know, yeah. Pete texted me before is like Johnny Spider Man. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Pete was on been on this podcast, and so <laughs> um, yeah. So it didn't live up to the hype for me, but I okay, I still liked it. So okay, interesting. Good to know. I won't press you for more details for fear. You'll let something slip, but yeah, okay. just always, okay. always curious, like, yeah. you know, overall, what your thoughts yep. are. Um, so getting into some news, um, mm -hmm. might as well talk about some more movies while we're on the movie category. That's um, right. I saw this trailer pop up for The Northman, and I thought, mm -hmm. okay, this is cool because I just played Hellblade, and they're always talking about The Northman, and mm -hmm. now we got this kind of Viking. Almost seems like... Hellblade in the sense that it looked like Norse people against Celts or something. Yeah. Um, it's like, wow, okay, that's there. And then there are definitely got God of War vibes. It's definitely grabbing on to that bubble of stuff mm -hmm. right now. And, mm -hmm. uh, but it's got Alexander Skarsgård and Anya Taylor-Joy and Ethan Hawke. Yes. And it looks cool. It does look cool. I, I'm obviously interested, um, both because it looks cool and because I love Alexander Skarsgård. Um, but I, I was watching the trailer and I was thinking, man, like the story sounds really familiar. Like, why, why do I feel like I, I sort of know some of the premise already? And I realized this story is basically eric northman's story from true blood Except oh my if it, god it is oh my god this better it, not be that i'm not watching it if that's the it's, case I, I don't think it is <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's clearly yeah. not gonna be like that but it is like i was i was thinking about it and apologies i'm gonna be a little spoilery for the trailer but it's like a kid who is going to inherit the throne after, you know, his father passes and his father's trying to teach him responsibility and he's just kind of like playing around and whatever and then sees his father get murdered and then is like, oh, I'm going to come back and avenge you. And like, that's literally Eric Northman's backstory, except in his backstory, he's a bit older than this kid. So, yeah, I was just like, oh, man, like, I feel like I've seen this. But I haven't, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did I just ruin it for you? <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's just, it's super funny. Like, I, I, I don't know. I When I was watching it, and then, like, when the kid grew up to be Alexander Skarsgård, I was like, whoa, it's Eric Northman. We're going to get his, like, backstory movie, his origin Eric story. Northman. Born in Sweden in 980 during the Viking period. Yep. He was turned in 930 AD. Yeah. So he like goes off and he like thinks like, you know, he's going to war and whatever. And he like battle tests himself and he's going to eventually avenge his father. And then, of course, like a whole bunch of other shit happens in his, you know, quite long life. And he, you know, I won't spoil if he does or does get vengeance, even though I feel like 
people should have seen it on True Blood by now. But, you know, I forbear. I uh, see this uh, yeah. trailer in all new light. I was going to say your face is like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I mean, look, it's kind of it is that is kind of cool in a way. Eric yeah. Northman, the movie's called Northman. It goes, yeah, it seems uh, similar. I it's just am so over True thing. Blood now. Like, True Blood is another one of those things yeah. to me that really fell apart towards the end. And I yeah. didn't even, I don't even think I even saw the end. Maybe I saw, like, over you and Chris's shoulder, basically, watching yeah. the finale or something. But Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I know we watched it, but it was more just because I don't like to leave things unfinished. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like, all right, we're going to like sit down and have this playing, but like nobody cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, aren't they like redoing True Blood or something like that? Are they? Or was that just a rumor? I yeah, hope a rumor. it's a rumor. They yeah. definitely can't. They definitely. So one thing about vampire shows is you get basically one shot because you can't really go back and redo stuff or add to it with the original actors because they age and mm-hmm. vampires cannot age. So, yeah, so if you're going to if you're going to do a vampire show, you better do what you want to do the first time because all the actors have a limited shelf life. So, True Blood reboot in the works with HBO no. Riverdale showrunner attached. No, stop. He's got to stop. Like I mean, Just I like, like doing some of the things, things he's done. Yeah. He needs to, like, not spread himself too. Th- That's what, like, uh, I'm going to go on a very short side rant. I hate it when, like, showrunners and directors and writers, like, whoever, they get attached to too many different projects because it feels like it dilutes from, like, the original thing that everybody, everybody was like, oh, my God, this is so great. You know, we, we love what you're doing with this. We want you to do it with something else. You say that too many times and suddenly like all these shows start to look the same because they only have so much creative capacity. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know what I mean? Like you just can't yeah. be attached to so many things and expect quality. Yep. You just don't have the time. Especially there's too many things that are similar. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So he's got like a very like specific he's... style and like that works and that's fine for some things, but like you just you can't do too much. Well, and True Blood was a pretty adult. I mean, it had like silly stuff, but it's pretty adult, serious kind of show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, aren't these other shows a little more tweeny? YA, yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. I know. I know. Tara would slap me right now. She's really into Riverdale. But I I like Riverdale. I'm not saying like I don't. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I can I can enjoy some good tween content. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I just don't appreciate it when they, when guys like this try to do too much, like, yeah, I want, I want good content for the show I already enjoy. And, um, I don't want, um, I don't, I also don't want too many shows that are the same. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of things that I would rather not see happen, uh, mm-hmm. or rather not uh, get that's done too often, take your pick. Ghost of Tsushima, the game, is being mm-hmm. directed into a Ghost of Tsushima, the movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I saw that the other day and was just like, ooh, how does John feel about that? Speaking of 
adaptations so, that have recently been successful and not successful. Um, yeah. Successful, I would say, Arcane, even right. though it's still like animated. Not successful, obviously. The, the most notable thing we've talked about is Bebop. But here's the thing with Arcane, to my understanding, is it is expanded lore for League of Legends. Yes. It's not retelling something so. from League of Legends in video format now. It is it is adding Ooh. to the backstory of a character that we didn't haven't seen the backstory of. Sure. To my understanding, if someone if, if I'm wrong, let me know. But yeah, I mean, you, you could I'd you can convince it. me. I know next to nothing about League of Legends. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's maybe moments or like very small things that might pull from, you know, the game. But I yeah. I don't I don't think it's like retelling an entire arc. And that's the way I think this stuff should be handled. Like um I was kind of excited about Last of Us on HBO, but then now it just right. sounds like it's being a retelling of the game. Right. Well, play the game. If this was a if this was a series about how things came to be the way they were in the Last of Us world, Mm -hmm. on hbo that would be cool if this would took place if this was in the last of us universe but took place on a different part of the country that could be cool you you give yourself a lot of freedom you you have a you have a tie it's, you you're giving the the writers and people what they would want in a way mm -hmm. here because you're not shackled by so much that you have like the characters and their their actual story you're just shackled by the rules of the world that they exist right. in. And right. you're and now the content you're creating is more valuable because it connects to, you know, and you're so you're filling out this thing. That was always the way it was with Star Wars too. You know, you'd have the movies and then the books meant so much more because they're filling in all these gaps and they're giving color mm -hmm. to like an extra meaning and depth to everything right. that happens. And instead we just decide to just uh, strictly adapt. And, um, you know, how we bebop, you know, I would have been way more on board with a live action in the universe of cowboy bebop show that right. didn't have anything to do with our, the characters and stuff, you know, it could, it could take place afterwards or it could right. show how the big, um, with the big gate collapse and explosion and stuff that like cause all the debris to hit the earth and everything in bebop right and um yeah see how that plays story. out mm -hmm. yeah and then and then it in, that to me anyways encourages someone that watches one thing or plays the other thing or whatever to seek out the other thing because it's enhancing and right. adding more as opposed to just replacing so ghost of tsushima is a game that is was lovingly made. It's gorgeous. It's recognized by the people of Tsushima. It's uh, a game that Japanese creators have said, we should have been the ones to make this game a long time ago. Like we failed in not doing this. It's, it's recognized as a piece of art and it's taking heavy inspiration from Japanese classic Japanese samurai films. Right. So we don't need to now turn that thing that was inspired by samurai films back into a samurai film right this was <laughs> that's like what <laughs> it it's i understand sony's like 
want to branch out and incre increase the value of their IPs. But I think they're going about the wrong way. It's the mm -hmm. same with the Uncharted movie. Give us an, a new Uncharted story. Right. Give us the actual background of Nathan Drake. Even though we have plenty in the games, give us that in movie format if you want. There's always more that you can do. Yeah, you know I mean? there's like always more. In, in somebody's Absolutely. backstory, there's always something you can explore. Some incident or story that they toss off, you know, flippantly in like whatever medium you're watching um, yeah. that you can you can go in and dive into. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's my tirade. I I, I think they're going to go into the Horizon universe, too. I hope that they maybe do it differently there. With sure. Horizon. Maybe they sure. do some of those. I don't know, more fill in the gaps in, in, in other forms of media versus just retelling. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I figured I figured oh, when I added this story to our, our lineup and our rundown that it would uh, that would tick you off a little bit. Um, unfortunately, obviously, even though it sounds like they're they're the writer is trying to do it justice. Um, yeah, it just kind of sounds like we're just going to make the game into a movie. Yeah, and unfortunately, it, it, you know, it could be good. It could still I be mean, good. It still be good. Absolutely. But just, yeah, it's it's hard. Way. It's hard to see that happen and, and be mm -hmm. that worried about it. For sure. Well, I'm even worried about them. They're supposed to, you know, they're doing a sequel, to my understanding, to Ghost of Tsushima. And it's because it was a very game. The game. Yeah. OK. I was so like, there's a movie sequel already. Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> so. I think that, again, this game is about a particular conflict, the Mongol invasion in, um, in Japan there on Tsushima Island. Right. That's the story, you know? So a sequel, I, I don't know that I like them to me, and I'd be interested to see what the people of Japan think um, that are interested. To me, making... Gene Sakai into some sort of continual hero mm -hmm. thing into future conflicts and stuff doesn't seem at it seems like it loses some of the respect that the first game garnered and that sure. it's this in, encapsulated like honest you know um, retelling of events I don't mean honest and like historically accurate exactly. I just mean honest as in like true the genuine to story. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um so I just feel like it loses some of that if you start just making sequels. Do you know um is there much release about the game? Like do you know that that it's still going to center around the same character or is it possible that it Um that's a good on? question. That's a good question. And maybe I'm uh assuming something but you know I, at the same time, with the popularity of that character, I feel like they would have a tough time putting him aside. Else, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So, sequel has yet to be officially announced. Um. Okay. So maybe maybe what I've been hearing is more fan wanting that. Sure. You know, which in that case, shut up, fans. <laughs> don't ruin it don't make them yeah don't ruin as this. i mean as we were saying earlier you can have too much of a good thing like let uh mm -hmm. let people you know just creatively 
focus on one thing and build this content. And then sometimes it's just time to put it aside, Yep. you know, and, and focus on something new, but one well, at a time, please. And this was their new thing. Sucker Punch, they were making um, infamous games and then this was their new thing. And it mm -hmm. was monster, you know, crazy successful. Yeah. Same with Horizon. The Guerrilla Games was making Killzone games and then they made Horizon and it was super successful. And I think this is showing, should be showing Sony that they can take risks, high monetary value risks on new IP and because of the talent of their teams, and the creativity they let them have, it pays off. And so I, I hope that, you know, in a land where we get sequel after sequel and everybody wants the next Uncharted or the next, you know, we're going to do Last of Us remake again or something like that, all this stuff that, you know, it should be showing them we don't have to rely on that. We can totally do new stuff and it pays off. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I completely agree. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my long tirade about it all. <laughs> we had to have one. It's it's yeah. the holidays, the gift of your tirades. Yeah. Wow, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's this next story? We're sticking in the movie category here. Transitioning yeah. superheroes. This, uh, this is just like a brief. Um, I found this and I was kind of excited about it. Um, so there, the, there's a Batgirl movie being made, which I sort of felt like I remembered but didn't know was actually in the works um but it is it's being shot and Michael Keaton is officially attached to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne slash Batman so okay. he will be appearing I know there were rumors of him um appearing in a DC property um most notably I believe it was the Flash that he was going to mm -hmm. be potentially appearing in that's still like not possibly happening well yeah you know, didn't his, it, wasn't he doing the voiceover in the trailer they showed at dc fandom i yeah so that is so, what well, yeah so i don't know um if he's officially appearing in that or if that's just right. gonna be like you know mm -hmm. a voice or you know a something i don't I, it's, it's still unclear what exactly he's doing promote it yeah right um, so he is attached to the flash, but I don't know that he's appearing as Bruce Wayne Batman, but this is his first official confirmation, um, that he will be appearing in the DC universe and it's going to be in Batgirl. So okay. I'm pumped about it. Yeah. I mean, um, especially after it's... we had that whole show about, you know, our favorite Batmans and whatnot. Um, even though he is, he is not mine. Um, my favorite Bruce Wayne, he is one of my favorite Batmans. So sure. Yeah. It says it's currently set to launch in next year, 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. I, I mean, that we have heard so little about it, considering, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I know. I think either when we were doing, like, some prep for DC Fandom um, or possibly talking about uh, Snyder's cut of Justice League, I was doing some deep diving into, like, dc's upcoming um properties and i i remember seeing this but just i don't know it didn't really stick in my mind probably because they've done nothing about it they've done nothing to promote it right. i mean everybody of course is focused on pattinson's batman which you know right. is right um yeah. but it'd be nice if you know they could share a little bit more about this movie 
Well, they just already, they showed us that little behind the scenes thing of Aquaman. They showed us, mm-hmm. you know, the rock talking about black Adams. Black Adam. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the glimpse of Shazam. We've just like a lot of the upcoming stuff we've seen and nothing from Batgirl. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what that means. You know, if it's either, you know, they're not very confident in it or they're so confident, you know, it's looking so good that they can feel maybe safe to do a media blitz next year. But yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll be know. interesting how they how they do this. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's going to be actual like Barbara Gordon and yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm it. Yeah, I'm intrigued until until I'm proven I shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, con- especially considering obviously there's a CW show um, that's that's Batwoman. I think. Right. Yeah. That's bad girl. But I don't know if they're going to like try to tie in something from there, from that property, or if it's just going to be like completely separate. Yeah. I doubt it. I I don't know. I thought that show maybe got canceled now. Did it? Um, That'd be, that'd be hilarious (laughs) since it, uh, it also was a, a, I mean, not like as prominent as, you know, like Aquaman or Shazam or whatever, but it was a pretty, um, big to do at DC fandom as well to promote that. So being oh, hilarious no, that was that was promoted and uh Batgirl wasn't. It says there's gonna be uh season three. Wait, oh this maybe four? this is old. Um season four. Reportedly canceled after season three. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it's not I don't know that season three is aired yet even. I'm so confused about that show. I feel like I hear about it in waves and I'm like, oh, right. I should maybe check it out. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like gone. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to, it's. Um, I let us yeah, down a rabbit this, hole, John. <laughs> yeah, I know. This was all, this was from March 17th, this article. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, the, you know, DC is typically steered away from connecting the two but then obviously now with the flash that's the thing where they've changed and right do doing their multi-dimensional yeah. rigmarole right. stuff shenanigans yeah i feel like i can never predict what dc is actually gonna do they're so uneven you know yeah. even even with like mo- between movies and promotions and like what they care about what they're gonna tie in what they're not like yeah, I don't know. I throw up my hands and say whatever you want to do. Yep, I think uh, I think some people at the company have probably done that. Yeah, and then the people in charge are like they take uh, spaghetti and just blah, yep. throw it at the wall. Whatever sticks, baby. Yep, yep. All right. Um, well, speaking of other superheroes, in a way, mm-hmm. John Wick is coming. Uh, <laughs> Um, in what we both agree is the most unnecessary trailer (laughs) yeah yeah the movie is not coming for a while 2023 it said i believe um march 24th 2023 so yeah pretty early to to have any even a teaser and they just basically have a little video that's a a date reveal yes so that's there um maybe could take the time to talk about like Keanu Reeves overexposure. We talked about kind of this a little bit now, yeah. just how like 
I don't know, where he could do no wrong. And I think it peaked at the uh, Xbox E3 stage with Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. And someone shouts in the crowd, you're beautiful. And he says, no, you're beautiful. And like, it just Mm -hmm. like, that's like, it's the, the peak moment. Cyberpunk, the game is coming, you know, whatever. Yes. Well, we've talked on here. I think it was it was Shane's bold, courageous statement initially um, <laughs> that you know Keanu was not looking up to his competitors, mm-hmm. his uh, opposites in John Wick anymore. Looking a little slow. Yep. And then um, Cyberpunk, as great of a game as I think it is, did crash and burn because of terrible mismanagement. Yes. Um, that that I cannot blame on Keanu Reeves. No. But unfortunately, he was attached to it because he was, you know, up front and center right. promoting. So unfortunately, it, it seemed like he was going down with it, even though he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then they like supposedly CDPR said that that Keanu really liked the game. And then mm-hmm. not long ago, he came on a review and said he's never played the game. <laughs> um, he's just seen people play it or whatever, you know, okay. and, at least he's um, honest. Yeah. And then um, because they asked him how he feels about uh, modders making it so they can sleep with his character. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's just like, he said, that's pretty cool or whatever. So. Um, (laughs) But then. uh, Yes. And then um, The Matrix has just come out now. Yes, it's officially out. To, from what I've seen, mixed to very poor reviews. Hardly Um, surprising. Yes. I'm still going to watch it, I think, Um, at some point. I'm not in any rush, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. How how could it really be otherwise? We've Mm -hmm. talked at length, I think, about our reservations about this movie being made. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll be in the the mixed camp or the positive camp. Who knows? <sighs> yeah. All I'm saying is, Keanu, you seem like a great guy. I love you. You're great entertainment. But just watch out here because it's gonna be too much Keanu. That's mm-hmm. like okay or subpar content, and right. You, it's gonna. You're gonna learn lose that shine yeah yeah i like i like my keanu right now in smaller doses um i rewatched uh the netflix movie always be my maybe where he's got an excellent cameo as himself mm. um and just sort of like le- leans into like everything keanu like the whole perception mm-hmm. of him and it's it's fabulous i really love it um and he was just on a talk show. I do not remember which one, but he was talking about the sad Keanu meme um, where he's like eating alone on a bench and he's just like looking like forlorn. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, that's, you know, and that was like a funny story, you know, and he's like, you know, obviously doing the rounds, promoting Matrix and stuff like that. But that's how I like Keanu right now, like small doses, funny stories, like how did this meme happen? What do you think about it? Like cool we're done mm-hmm. so you know speaking of playing themselves did you see the trailer for nicholas cage's new movie 
I did not. Which is this? He is he is playing himself in a movie where <laughs> like it's like it's like the curse of being incredibly famous and talented or something like that is what's called. Oh boy. And is he it, is he the star of this movie? Yeah, Probably. well, yeah, okay. but I mean, basically, it, so the premise seems to be that someone is a like Nicholas Cage has wasted all his money, real life. Okay, so he's he has spent all his money, uh, but there's this really big fan that will pay to like have him come out, and I don't know what you know, I don't, I don't know if he has to do something or hang out with them or whatever, and he doesn't want to do it, but it's like it's a lot of money is being offered, and so he does it, and they get involved in a bunch of crazy things and breaking into places and whatever it's just like super meta yeah for sure that's (laughs) literally what i was just thinking uh i would give that a shot that'd be funny yeah Yeah. there's like there's like a limited set of people that i think you know can play themselves well um (laughs) uh what was i watching the other day where i was like this is hilarious like this meta version of yourself oh my god entourage so surfing around mm. HBO Max, um, and Bob Saget plays a version of himself in that that I find hilarious. Okay. So I mean, the whole the whole premise obviously it's like when they get you know a guest actor that's an actor, um, they all play like versions of themselves on that show because it's about nice. you know Hollywood. Um, but Bob Saget is probably one of my favorites in there. Okay, nice. All right. Um, sticking on the superhero category with Doctor Strange. Um, yes. We're moving into Marvel territory now. <clears throat> they released a kind of teaser trailer for mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Did you get to watch this? I, I posted I last minute kind of here, but. I did. Um, yeah, it's, I, I quick caught it right before the show. Super excited about it. I love that they're like leaning in and referencing WandaVision. Um, cause of course, Scarlet Witch makes an appearance in this trailer. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I find that excellent. Also, it's, it's really smart for themselves, um, to make such an overt reference to that. Cause obviously if you don't have Disney plus and you haven't seen WandaVision, like you're going to miss that. Mm. And I know I'm focusing on a really small part of the trailer here, but I just think it's, it's the type of thing that Marvel does well, you know, sells itself, um, sure. with, you know, like referencing other things so that you have to, you feel like you have to go back and watch that to get the context of like, what are they talking about? So yep. yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I think it's going to be great. Um, I think Elizabeth, uh, Olsen has proved herself as Scarlet Witch and I love that she's going to be a, a big feature in Dr. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, there's a lot of Marvel things that I'm, you know, could give or take, you know, whatever. Uh, but this one I think is, um, the most, I'm most excited for it. So, yes. um, well that's coming before we know it next year. Yeah. No um, Hawkeye is however done now, mm-hmm. probably the shortest of the Disney plus Marvel shows, right? Um, uh, did, or, did Captain and Winter Soldier have only six or was that eight? I felt like everything was at least eight, but maybe not. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember. Of course, that's also one of my least favorite ones. So it could be 
not yeah. really caring to to keep the brain space for that but um let's see looking it up i know that see there's at least six um had six okay six. Alan okay confirmed. Thanks, Alan. yep so okay so same as that um yeah because they're on the they're on the longer side um wandavision i think was like the typical like half hour -y, you know comedy mm, like right. faux comedy um so i think that's why it got a little bit more for episodes yep. but yeah so yeah keep keeping it's, it short and sweet and hawkeye right so spoiler time um for those mm -hmm. that have not seen hawkeye on disney plus this is episodes four through six probably yep. be um talking anything anything in there um so be wary hope you've kept up with us um mm -hmm. it's been a while i kind of watched um episode four and five right away or whatever and now it's six so i'll have to be refreshed i guess on what's going on there <laughs> um yeah but I, I saved it up okay perfect um why don't we like start with um just in general like this mm -hmm. is done now um yeah what do you think how is this uh, how the season wrap up um i thought overall well i mean I, I spoke a little bit about this earlier but it it wrapped up you know it wrapped up not only i think potentially hawkeye as a character um you know we may not be seeing him in the mcu anymore um I think this would be a fine note for him to end on. But it wrapped up other characters' stories as well. Um, you know, it kind of, it, it not officially for, spoiler alert, uh, Yelena, Black Widow's sister, um, kind of wrapped up her arc that we were introduced to in the Black Widow movie. Um, so if they, if they have her as a character going forward, um, it'll be for something new. Because her whole thing, of course that we saw in Black Widow was that she was going to set out and was helped along um, in her mission to kill Clint Barton, um, avenging the death of her sister. And that storyline wrapped up pretty neatly here. Um, and then we got some, you know, some cool openings, I think. Um, of course, we were, again, spoiler alert, introduced um, to Wilson Fisk and the Daredevil universe, you know, kind of made a, a little cameo in Hawkeye um, seems like his story is wrapped up if you've watched the, uh, the finale. But um, if you're a fan of reading the comics, of course, you know that this, this potentially is not um, if they follow his storyline. Um, and then we got, we got the weirdest little like blippy, like maybe there's something here. I had to look it up. Um, so in the finale episode, um, Clint returns a Rolex uh, to mm -hmm. his wife, Laura, and it's got um, a shield logo on the back of it with 19. And I had to look that up because I had no idea what that meant. And apparently it's referencing his wife as an agent of shield agent 19. Um, so that was like a whole like seemingly small thing that could turn into sure. something potentially. Or I don't know if they're doing that just for like funsies as like a right. cool reference. Yeah. So an interesting mix here at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I um, trying to like jump right into the finale episode, but I know. Yeah. Gonna, no, I was just thinking a lot about it. So, yeah. I mean, I hope that it's not 
to me, the way this ended, where I saw it, is that it's um, a good launching off point for these two going forward. And I, I, that's the plan. I hope they pursue is that these that these both two... Kate Bishop, both Kate Bishop and Clint, okay. are like working together, and it's kind of that mentor um, relationship can continue. And sort of like what we had with Iron Man and Spider-Man in a way. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's certainly possible. So I'm just hoping it's not because uh, we just got our best look, I think, at Hawkeye. He just got rebranded. Mm -hmm. He just got his new uniform, you know. Right. So I'm hoping it's not the end. Instead, it's the beginning for these two. And um, whether that's in Avengers movie format or what. You TV know. show or yeah. yeah yeah I mean obviously unclear whether Hawkeye well I guess unless anything's been announced that I don't know about unclear whether it could get a season two um yeah I the only reason I say like Clint seems to have wrapped up pretty neatly is like kind of at the end of the the series there they were talking about um possible names for Kate Bishop which mm -hmm. I have to agree with Clint Lady Hawk is terrible uh, please don't. Um, but it, they, they were saying how like kind of the, the whole setup of their discussion, um, like, why don't you just call yourself? And then like Hawkeye title slams up on the screen, like sort of insinuating that maybe she's going to be taking the Hawkeye mantle, right. um, which would be very confusing if Clint is still going to be part, not saying he can't, um, but right. very confusing if he's still going to be part of the MCU. So we'll see. That could yeah. just be somebody's, you know, like fan theory, and that's not what's happening. But yep, I don't know because they they seem to really be leaning towards the idea of making a young Avengers. Are you mm -hmm. a fan of doing that kind of thing, or what? What? How would you go um, about it? Ooh, it's such a line that you have to walk. I think because with with younger characters you kind of have to walk that line of like they're awkward and squirrely and you know just learning about everything and that could be funny for a while but it can also get old real fast and that's mm -hmm. that's a little bit what i thought about um kate bishop in this series she got a little squirrely she was doing the she was leaning into the awkward thing really hard um, which is funny sometimes. And then by the end of the the show, I was kind of ready for her to like grow up, um, which I think she did. The finale helped a long way in, you know, her character growth. But yeah, like there's, you know, when I think of like putting like Haley Steinfeld and uh, Tom Holland, you know, as Spider-Man, just for instance, like in, mm. in a group and then like making more of them. You know, it it could go right. very wrong very quickly because yeah. I was thinking in Hawkeye, like there were some comedic moments here and there was some really funny stuff. And then there was like moments where they were like forcing it too hard. And I didn't I didn't need it to be like, we're going to be funny now. Ha ha. Awkward humor. Like it was a little much like dial it back a little bit. So it's it it's to me is one of the biggest problems in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now mm -hmm. is they just can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. They have to tell something with a lot of humor. Yes. Has to be. And it's really 
aggravating at this point. Like you could read, you could read comic after comic after comic and nary a joke in mm -hmm. the Marvel, you know, in Marvel comics. Right. Um, there are ones that are more jokey, but it's just, it's not prevalent all the you know? time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You read a Spider-Man comic and you know, sure. Even, even Peter Parker, the guy that jokes quite a bit, you know, like it's not always, it's just not slapstick. And yeah. though I think that this series, uh, tonally fit everything pretty well, mm -hmm. it definitely is a series that didn't need to have that. Yeah. Like, I mean, is it, it, it reminds me of like Doctor Who or something like that. Writers that just can't write a different mm. Doctor Who. They just sure. can't do it. Like sure. I want to, gotcha. let's write a doctor that's stoic and serious. And oh, I just can't. No, yeah. I, he just, that's silly goofy doctor just must come out. Mm -hmm. And it's really annoying. And I think that it's like, um, even for all their imperfections, the stuff like the Netflix Marvel things, that's where what we're missing. And yeah. I'm worried they're going to mess up Doctor Strange because the original talk, you know, has been doing lots of reshoots. Original talk was it's a little too, too dark, mm -hmm. a little too Sam Raimi, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know. Anyways, I, I like, I, um, yeah, I think it's a problem. I think it's a big problem. Yeah. And I see, where I think the humor works is in the adult characters. Um, I think, you know, Clint being wry works here. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, like, Jack Duquesne, like, his whole, like, shtick, he was being yeah. funny, like, works. There's, like, a, you know, even Yelena switching back and forth kind of between, like, dark humor and just being dark. Um, I think it works. There's a balance there. There's like a gravitas and like, you know, you still feel like serious moments from them. But with a character like Haley Steinfeld, like it's it's too much. It's too all the time. Um, like I said, I think the finale helped a lot in in kind of aging her up personality wise um, and, and her sort of learning a little bit more about responsibility and taking things seriously. But yeah, that that would be. This was the first time I really felt like oof, too much, pump the brakes. Um, and I feel like would be a lot in trying to make a Young Avengers movie. That would just okay. be be quite grating, I think. I, I have to say, I think that in this series, it actually didn't it didn't bother me as much as it did in other ones. Like, sure. um, like Falcon Winter Soldier, because anytime there was a joke or something, it felt so forced and out of place. Yeah. But like, we're going to make sure we're doing this buddy cop thing. Yes. That didn't. That, apply. yeah, that writing was just like so uneven. And so, um, so this, yeah, I felt like with the, the transitions Christmas, were not smooth. Yeah. With the Christmas theme and stuff, like generally speaking, it, it balanced that delicate yeah. balance, uh, pretty well i it, it without there was a few moments i i in this last episode i really didn't like the um the larpers they were <laughs> like you know i know i was so excited for them to come back and then like it was a lot it was a bit mm -hmm. much yeah yeah um yeah so for for me like i i agree there were there were moments like here we're checking out um for those of you who are watching the the you know pl christmas planning scene Mm -hmm. uh, between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop 
I thought that was really funny. Like there, the humor worked for me, but I felt like it was because Jeremy Renner's presence was like keeping things on a more even keel. I'm thinking about like episode five, um, kind of the opening conversation between like Kate and her mom and Jack and Hawkeye. Um, Like Haley Steinfeld was just a lot in that scene. There was just so much like teen awkwardness. That, mm-hmm. that it just sort of like colored some of that episode, I think, for me. And it was just like a moment that I did not need. I, we well, could have just sat down and been like, here's Hawkeye. He's in the house. Shit's happening. Conversation over. We didn't need to be like, DB1. I'm so cool. Like, Yeah, great. You know, I don't know. Yep. Well, it's something like when you're talking with the, a couple images ago with the, the holiday party and stuff, she comes over. Mm-hmm. That works because it's... um it's it's a balanced nuanced like emotional ride we get we see hawkeye that's like you know we already have a little bit of humor he's using like the bailey's uh frozen drink thing this is ice packs everywhere and clever i love that i know i was like that's a good idea right there right that's Um, real life right there that's hawkeye's real life where you know as we're talking about you know like the superheroes who are you know normal and have to go shopping for ibuprofen that's his real life right there Mm -hmm. and but then it's you know kate does something sweet for him and they have their like their fun moments but it's it's quickly it's grounded then all of a sudden by a Mm -hmm. note of of seriousness um so it doesn't it doesn't stay too long and it's not all jokes. It's like heartfelt things too, you know? Right. So it's They're like having yeah. a mentor, you know, mentee relationship moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which yep. I knew well, that, that cold coin trick was going to come in handy. Come in handy. I knew yeah. it. Can't, can't just like have stuff like that in there and then not use it later. Sure. So that yep. was, that was pretty funny. I also love the realness. Um, for those of you who've watched the show, like Clint, like flips like a coin ornament to turn off the TV, um, you know, proving his great aim. I love his realness of like quarters and nickels. You can do dimes too light. Like, yeah, he's like he clearly has tried this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is stuff he uses in his everyday life. Yep. Um, what's the okay? So, in looking at some of the episodes specifically, episode four, yeah. you mentioned. Uh, why German? How many times are German the yes. bad guys? What's what? What do we? I'm, so so this is early on in the episode um, where Clint calls his wife, um, you know, because she's she's run some background um, on Jack DeCane and the Shell Corporation that he's a CEO of, and and speaks, you know, in code. Um, in, I'm assuming in front of the kids, um, she doesn't really want them to know what they're actually talking about. So, you know, she's she's telling Clint, she's giving him the lowdown that, you know, Jack is connected to the tracksuits. Um, but then she switches over and starts talking to him in German, asking about the Rolex and things that, you know, other things that may have been left at the Avengers compound. And I was just like, why German out of all the languages? Like how many times in Avengers movies have bad guys been German? So if they're ever tapping your phone, if they ever manage to do this somehow or manage to like talk to you or like kidnap you or whatever and you're trying to like you know speak to clint why would you pick german like communicate in another language that maybe they don't have a shot at you know because they could understand you hang on i love it (laughs) 
But seriously, I don't know. I just like it was a weird thing that like bothered me. I was just like, pick another language, man. Sure. One that okay. bad guys potentially don't know. Okay. That's fair. So um, I mean, now now knowing that she's like an agent of Shield and she's got like a whole past going on, maybe there are other languages and they just pick German because you know the actress Linda Cardellini speaks it. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just a very random detail that ran through my mind. And I was just like, mistake. Sure. Then you brought up this other point here, um, about the conveniently aimed weapon element. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, do you have, if you can speak on that? Yeah. That, um, you know, kind of going back to that holiday scene, um, you know, being grounded in some very real conversation that took a turn very quickly. Um, you know, they got real about what happened with Natasha and how, you know, losing his best friend affected Hawkeye, um, talked about obviously him being the Ronin, which good guess on Kate's part. Um, and then talked about, you know, kind of who, who is Hawkeye and like, you know, Clint seems to feel that he's no hero that, you know, he was just a conveniently aimed weapon that was pointed at you know the quote-unquote right targets by the right people um and uh i kind of feel like it's a little bit of two separate things i've i actually feel like he's more talking about the version of himself that he was as the ronin rather than who kind of like the the more public figure of hawkeye is um you know so i mean it's it's obviously both him and it's it's two facets of his personality, but I think there's room for both. Um, and I mean, I think all the, all the most interesting characters aren't one dimensional. They aren't just like, I'm a superhero, but this is a really, you know, kind of interesting dark side that, that Hawkeye has that Clint mm-hmm. has. Um, and obviously it's something he's going to have to grapple with and live with, but I don't think it just has to be one or the other. Sure. I mean, how do you think um, Kate handled that? I mean, I, that would be a tough thing to like come to the realization of that the person, your hero you're working with is like actually killed a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, she, she handled it well. We didn't get to see too much of it in the moment. A lot of obviously big realizations happening for her. Um, you know, not, not only you know, he's the Ronin, but, you know, he doesn't really think of himself as a hero or anybody that should be looked up to. I think that's got to be hard, you know, for her. Um, but she she kind of, you know, gets a chance to talk about it a little bit or talk it through when she has her scene um, in the next episode with Yelena at her apartment. And Yelena is talking about, you know, why she's there and she's going to kill Clint Barton and um, he's a horrible person. And I don't, I think Kate is right to not shy away from the fact that like, yeah, he's done some horrible things. Like, you know, I, I can't argue with you there, but that doesn't define him either. You know, him as a whole person. Um, whereas like Yelena is just very, very one track. Like this, this, these things happened. He's bad. I got to kill him. Like blinders on nothing else matters. Um, and that kind of bothered me a little bit with her um showing up and just being like yep did a bad thing bye and it's sort of like well aren't you 
kind of doing the same thing. It always amazes mm-hmm. me when like characters like come in with a purpose and they're um they're so like blinded to the fact that they're doing like the exact same thing that they're blaming somebody else for. Yeah. So I mean, when we've talked about it before too, but it's like it's just the tough thing with <clears throat> with these hero shows that mm-hmm. you're gonna you know, I thought about it in the final episode when Clint beats down the kind of the translator for uh, Maya. Mm. Kazi, yeah. Yeah, and then inevitably he comes back and starts shooting at him and stuff because he didn't finish the job. Right. He didn't put him in the grave. <laughs> right. Like, he didn't even, like, handcuff him really yeah. well, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's just one of those things, like, in a in a video game where you're moving left to right, <clears throat> you can beat up the bad guys and they fall down and it's not a big deal. You move on. But they come back. They get back up, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it's that difficult thing that, you know, I don't know, playing with this 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 these moral whatever mm-hmm. when you're it's like, I don't know, if you're gonna you're already taking this into your own hands. You're already really doing what's wrong. By yeah. being a vigilante. Right. Um, I don't know. Although in, Clis- in Clint's case, he's a government-sanctioned yes, vigilante. Yes, that's true. Right. Um, and Kazi does get his in a, in a more satisfying arc, I think, for mm-hmm. Echo. Yeah. Well, and that's always the other thing is, like, they, um, you know, <laughs> they'll have where um, someone is the hero won't do the killing, but mm-hmm. if they get killed in, you know, like the, it gets written to the point where the bad guy does die, but it's mm-hmm. not directly by the hands of mm-hmm. the hero. So therefore the resolution is there and it's, it's done. It's that's how you want it to end. The bad mm-hmm. guy is dealt with. It's done. But mm-hmm. just so long as it's not actually the hero, right. that pulled the trigger. Which right. is pretty hypocritical, really. Like, so as a storytelling thing, we need to have this resolution: bad guy dies. Mm-hmm. But we, how do we manage to get there without our hero actually doing the deed? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good question of like, if Clint pointed Maya, Echo, Kazi, and you know, basically told her like, look at the betrayal that's happening in your own organization and from your own people. Does he then bear direct responsibility for Kazi's death? I would say yes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like he's he, well, he's I the mean, one. He's got to know that like she's not just gonna let that go. I mean, well, yes. she obviously still has the choice. He didn't say, "Okay, go kill Kazi now," but he does. He does bear responsibility for sharing that information and knowing that that's a possibility. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying feel... I blame him. You know, I don't think it's like a bad thing, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's some responsibility there or having a hand in or played a part in, you know, his death. I just think on, from like the outside, from like a meta perspective, you know, it's weird that this is the way we write things sure. because we know we want the resolution, but somehow it's morally repugnant for our our hero to actually, you know, create the outcome we're, we're looking for. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know? it's a very weird thing. Like even when Clint was Ronan, 
Um, we only saw it for a very short period of time. And we usually see it in flash. Well, we do see it in flashbacks, I think, once in real time. Um, and then we usually see him kill characters we don't care about because they're on the screen for like half a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's somehow it's somehow less impactful, even though we know he kills and we see him do it. It's less impactful because we don't know the characters. So it's like, yep. you know, all these extra guys, whatever. We don't really care. Um, yep. Whereas Kazi would be somebody, you know, who's been on the show. We know who he is. We don't like him, but he's like a real person. So we would mm-hmm. have to watch Clint kill a real person. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, and I say, I say we don't like him. Maybe there's somebody out there who does. I did not. I did not care for him. Yeah. Hmm? No. Nope. Um, so, yeah, we, we get to see Elena for the first time in episode mm-hmm. four at the end. Yes. Um, for those that did not see um what was it uh winter soldier or no uh black widow mm-hmm. do you think people were a little con- i suppose a little confused at uh why she's Heck yeah you know yeah after Clint? yeah you definitely have to see black widow to understand that storyline for sure um which though i mean the beauty of releasing this on disney plus is Anybody who's got Disney Plus has access to Black Widow. So if they happen to watch this and we're like, what the hell? Can just easily be like, okay, take a pause on Hawkeye. Go over, watch Black Widow. Watch the end credits of Black Widow. Figure figure this out um, and then come back. So Mm -hmm. again, Disney's brilliant at marketing or Disney slash Marvel is brilliant at marketing itself. Yeah, And then we start episode five with her. Mm -hmm. Um. And in a bit of a confusing mess, but then it makes sense. And uh, yes, I, I have to I have to call it out. I loved the way that they presented her getting snapped. Um, that was amazing. Like just like the camera work, the whole like effects happening. Like I knew what was happening immediately. And mm. I was just like, oh, this is so strange and weird and cool and um, I think we only kind of got a sneak peek at what it's like to be, you know, lost in the snap um, with Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. Mm, yeah. Because we got her like coming back. Um, but this just like, you know, we this is the first time I think we got like a whole start to finish. Like I'm getting lost in the snap. And I, I thought it was sweet. It was awesome. Yeah. It had more impact than the other events because mm-hmm. we immediately saw... Like how, yeah, it's no time has passed for you and, right. but you pop back and so much has changed, you know, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, that was, that was fun. I didn't yeah. get it immediately. It took me a second, but then. I, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it took I, me like, you know, I mean, I didn't right away when the walls kind of started to, to shift and stuff. I wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like that mm-hmm. second, but yeah, I knew right away what they were trying to do. Yep. Um, so we get more, um, you know, Clint's really trying to finish this. He's trying yep. to put an end to it. He's, you know, like you say, visiting Kazi. He's trying to, you know, like we're, you know, trying to have some sort of not giant blow up here. Um, mm-hmm. So I like these moments. I, I want to say that with Echo, you know, we're getting the show, but I hope that, 
I hope we get to see the side of her that we do in the comics in that, because right now she's mm -hmm. been very one note. Mm -hmm. Like I like the casting choice at this point, uh, mm -hmm. you know, physically for the character, but she's been kind of on the one track mind of yeah. kill Ronan. And in the comics, when she's introduced, you recognize the like pain and hardship that she's gone through and the things, but she's also really like full of life. And she's, she's very confident. She's very, um, mm. kind of, um, well, she's very flirtatious with daredevil and mm -hmm. it's just a, it's just a fun, she's fun. You know, she has that life about her as well. And so I'm hoping that we get to see, I wonder if the echo show will go weird some, before mm -hmm. some of it and and or what but either way um yeah i mean the... just to hear you talk about it like i i know echo and i i know the kind of rough outline of her story and and her character um but yeah it'd be nice if we could see some of that in her show because we definitely don't get it here like mm -hmm. you said she's a great actress but yeah there's not a lot of um space for her to work with this character um and, is she I a mean, great actress? Have you seen her anything else? Because, like, based on this, like, fine. But I just don't know if she has. I, I oh yeah, no, I just mean like she's a great, and... she's a great choice here. Um, sure. And and I think she does well um, with what she's given, which is unfortunately not a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we we get a good, I think, wrap up of her storyline here. So potentially. There's room for growth. I don't know if they're going to, you know, like you said, take it backwards with her story, kind of do a little bit more of, of her origins and background, or if this is going to be a jumping off point, or just right. going to move forward. But I do think it's smart to wrap up her whole like vengeance plot line. So they have a lot more to work with whenever they, you know, I, or yep. I don't know if they're already shooting Echo, but yeah, yep. it's, it's a good thing here. Well, we should talk about the biggest thing in the series, in my mind, basically. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe in more than ways than one. Kingpin. Sure. Um, yes. So at the end Surprise. of episode five, we get the confirmation that indeed the the big man, the person we see with uh, Maya as a child, you know, mm -hmm. the whole thing. Uh, it obviously, would have been incredibly disappointing if they didn't do this. Um, right. With those those laying that groundwork but um yeah we get to see that indeed it's kate's mom that's yeah, working with the kingpin Ooh. and um puts into context a lot better the arguments at the beginning of um the beginning of the show between mm -hmm. kate's mother and father um knowing you know when we find out that her dad was in major debt mm -hmm. to kingpin yeah. Um, so that's cool. And then the show ends with like the the big silhouette over the city of the Kingpin. So mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I loved that, um, you know, the last two episodes before the finale uh, closed with us getting introduced to big characters and, and having those storylines being worked in there, both with, mm -hmm. of course, Yelena and Kingpin. Yeah. Um, it was a lot more impactful for me. Chris was like not getting it because unfortunately he hasn't watched Daredevil. So he was sort of oh, like, no. who's this guy? Mm -hmm. um, 
so I feel I filled him in, you know, on on what background I could. But yeah, this uh, this was pretty big. I like I said, I did not see it coming that Kate's mom was the one working mm-hmm. with Kingpin. I definitely was like That's all in good, on Jack. Yep. So great misdirection. Yeah, yep. they gave me the old bait and switch, and I fell for it. Um. So yeah. So a lot of things like we we learned so much. Not only is she working with Kingpin now, she's trying to get out, which girl mistake yeah um and uh she's the one who killed armand um did not see that coming either and she framed jack for it yeah like so she's clearly like actively working against her fiance which you know uh the future of their relationship was left unclear at the end of hawkeye um but i gotta imagine it's over or Mm -hmm. you know some version of over um, cause you can't do all that and just be like, still want to get married. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was interesting. I did. I, like I said, I did not see a lot of that coming. Um, but I think it provided great fodder for Kate Bishop's character to grow. Um, yeah. because right. her, her mom was also one of those characters who was so one dimensional and one note. And she was so like focused on, you know, I don't think you can handle responsibility, Kate. I don't think you can, you know, really grow up. I have to do everything for you. You know, I have to protect you. You can't have nothing. Um, you know, you wouldn't be able to handle it. So she was so narrowly focused on all of these things that I think it just made her so blind to everything else, but, and blind to the reality of who her daughter actually is. Right. Um, because she does own up and she does take responsibility and she does, you know, turn her mom in, which yeah. has to be like insanely difficult. But yeah. bravo. Yeah, no, I think that uh yeah, I think that's right. It's be interesting seeing things again mm-hmm. with with this knowledge now because looking back, you're like, yeah, you're seeing you're seeing her mom argue with Armand, I think, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what does he have on her? You know, what's right. the deal? And it's like completely flips that. Yeah. You know? It's like, what is what is Kingpin making you tell her to tell Armand to do, or what? What do you want to ha- happen here? We you know, like it's right. It changes that. Um, and Jack, you know, he's always seemed shady, but it, now we can just kind of see he's just eccentric, and you know, yeah, he really kind of gets to just like skate along, you know. Yeah. We're we're thinking he's like this creepy dude and he's got secrets which he still does mm-hmm. um but we never really dive too deep into who he is so that'd be fun i think for him to get you know in something in the future a little bit more um of his character and kind of like what's going on there because yeah he yeah. just kind of skates along the surface you know we we obviously get a reveal that you know he's not uh the bad guy he's not behind all of this um but you know he's still out there um you know, fighting on the front lines, cutting people down with his sword. So he's yeah. clearly got something going on. Yep. So I was really worried. I mean, firstly, in episode five, when they at the end revealed that it was Kingpin, um, mm, for sure, mm-hmm. then, okay, I'm excited. But then I got to thinking, well, there's only one episode left. You can't right. resolve Kingpin in an episode. Right. So... I got pretty nervous how this was going to go. I'm interested uh, from you, but then also from what Chris 
said, having not been familiar, how this came, how he came across, how what happened came across. So Chris hasn't watched the episode yet. Oh, oh, okay. He has not watched the finale. So we gotta, we gotta do that. I'm going to go back and sit down and watch it with him. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll tell on a, a podcast later on perhaps, um, what he thinks, but yeah, I, I also was worried when Kingpin was introduced and had only one episode to do something. It felt very much like WandaVision where we were going into the finale going, oh my God, how are they going to wrap all of this up? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much here. Um, and I think it was a little expedited, but that's okay. Um, because I think, like I said, if they're going to follow some comic storylines, it's not going to be an official rap on Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that I was, I mean, I was sitting there at talking to Ashley last night. Mm-hmm. I'm nitpicking, you know, but I'm sure. like, I can't be too upset because, um, they put Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, you know, mm-hmm. and like he's there and it's the indestructible man. Yeah. How many times is he going to be blown up and hit by mm-hmm. a car and shot with an arrow? I mean, I know that's like part of his shtick, but as Kingpin, but well, whoa, that was a lot. That was a lot mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. Well, and that's my biggest issue, I guess, with um, with the way they wrote him in here is that mm-hmm. how this would work is if her Kate's mom says I'm done Kingpin doesn't show up in by her car and say hey you know uh, like yeah. and confront her right. he has He's the, got he, people she, right she gets arrested and the police just don't bring her to the police station they bring her to an to a you know unmarked car park where Kingpin is waiting with people ready to torture her. Like yeah. that's, you know, so it's, it's, that's tough because it's not the way this would go. Kingpin yeah, is elusive, it's a little, you know, for yeah. a long time in, in the daredevil show and stuff, they don't, people don't say his name. They don't know. Right. People don't know his name. And if you do know his name, you don't say it. Yep. Um, and so for Which him I to like just that... be in the open and to just like be assertive in this way himself is not particularly in line with the character. Right. Yeah. I like that they sort of kept that going in Hawkeye without us knowing who they were referencing when Jeremy keeps, yeah. Jeremy Renner keeps saying like your boss, the guy that, you know, big man. He, yeah. Yeah. The big man. Like I really liked that knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, now that, that um, Wilson Fisk was going to be a part of this. Um, I thought they did that part well, yep. but I agree with you here. Everything is a little like, you know, hammered in there a- instead of like the subtleties that, you know, we, we are used to and come with the character of Kingpin. Yep. I mean, because what would have been interesting to me and to add to his threat level would be, and it would be shocking, mm-hmm. would be to... um because we talked about the track suits being kind of goofy yeah. and um, though there's some good comedic elements there that this is being one of the groups that works for Kingpin. I didn't see that making a lot of sense. And we had 
Agreed. Then the confrontation with Maya and Kingpin, like, you know, she's talking how I, you know, I normally, sorry, I've gotten out of hand here. He's like, I've taught you to be like more um, quiet and careful and some of that, yeah. you know, and clearly like making a big ruckus about town. Mm -hmm. And um, what would have been interesting was if a couple episodes earlier, the tracksuits were doing this. They had the big thing on the bridge. And mm -hmm. then after that, the next day, one of the main people that was joking about or whatever is like strung up by his toes and dead, you know? Yes. And it's like, yep. just like, get your shit in order here, Maya. Right. Get your um, house in order. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not we're not taking this. So you understand the seriousness because when, when Kingpin is fighting Kate, I'm like, girl, he's going to just crush your face in. Like, yeah, you don't know what you're messing with right now. And right. We're going to get a game of Thrones style mountain crushing. Yeah. Oof. So I like the way, I guess they ultimately were going to play that. If they're going to have that confrontation, they're like, Hey, you're starting to annoy me. You know, mm -hmm. because basically all he did was shove her away all the time. Like, I'm mm -hmm. trying to get to this woman here and get out of here, and you're being right. a pest. Right. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, God, he's going to slam your head in the car door, you know, mm -hmm. until it's goo. Like, just... So, yeah, I that's know. What, what are your thoughts on all this? No, I think, I think this is highlighting a really great problem of trying to marry the MCU and Netflix versions of you know these characters because they're so serious but m like the mcu can't have that we can't have like you know what i mean in the world that they've built it's it's pg enough to not have people's you know heads slammed in car doors and you know people strung up by their toes but that's like that's the power of kingpin you know what i mean that's what like his essence is built on is this like gritty real like torture and mm -hmm. you know things things like that happening and that's what makes him scary and that's what makes him effective so to try and like get him into hawkeye is going to take away some of that that scare level that that threat that power that he has because he can't do those things in an mcu show mm -hmm. so yeah there was never going to be a way that I think Kingpin wasn't going to be at least a little disappointing because he can't do some of those things in a show mm -hmm. like this. And it really diminishes his character to not, not just like set him loose and have him be able to do that. See, the thing is, I think they can do that. They're choosing to not like, well, that's what like, I mean. Like it's an unwritten rule that they like yeah. can't do it. And they clearly weren't going to test it here. That's what I want them to stop. Like they need like back to the humor thing. Like PG 13 can allow for quite a bit. Marvel mm -hmm. sticks to PG 13. Well, mm -hmm. they're sticking a lot of times to PG and yes. they don't have to, you know, yes. and you don't just because something violent happens doesn't mean you have to show it in gory detail mm -hmm. to, you know, Often it's worse, you know, that's why like you can have a horror movie that's rated PG-13. It's it can be done fine because mm -hmm. what you imagine is scarier than what can be put on screen. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, you can have these things and know that people disappear. You don't have to actually see the torture. Mm -hmm. You can see the beaten, bruised body that's being thrown in the dumpster, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't have to go through. And so I just think they need to 
they don't have to appeal to six-year-olds all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, especially with Disney Plus, um, it does. I think give them a little wiggle room that it's not you know popping up on a big screen that mm -hmm. parents may be taking their kids to. But yeah, yeah they seem unwilling to test the waters. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how the the breakdown is. I guess you know age brackets and stuff. And they've obviously made a great business for themselves being generally pretty universally ap appealing, you know? Yes. So all age ranges kind of thing. But I don't know. Like if there's a show that was going to make sense, you know, again, a kind of espionage thing like Hawkeye mm -hmm. dealing with a Black Widow assassin, these right. things, they could, these are, these are their opportunities. They didn't mm -hmm. do it in the Black Widow movie. They didn't give yep. us something more serious there. And they're not really doing it here. The things that bring us seriousness are like Jeremy Renner's great performance and nuance mm -hmm. with like family dynamics and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Echo is finally the show that can, can truly test those waters. Um, obviously, like there were moments here that, you know, are missed opportunities, um, even though, you know, Kingpin is only in the final episode, really. Like you said, they could have laid some groundwork for his entrance to be a lot scarier, a lot more effective, a lot more threatening. Yep. Um, but they just didn't. They just didn't do it here. Yep. And I and I think, um, I think Kingpin suffered for it, even though he was only in one episode. It just, like you said, there were too many things that were like, this isn't his usual style of business. Right. Um, so it seems a little weird. Yep. But his his performance was there. I'm I'm mm -hmm. glad to see him to see that he's been brought into the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do hope that we can expect more going mm -hmm. forward. And um yeah. I I, agree. I I wonder like I'm guessing they'll just never address it. The what has happened in the Netflix things, just assume that like whatever you want to think, you know. Because it really does change if you come at this fresh, like this is the first time and anything that's happened in the Netflix ones is irrelevant or didn't happen, you mm -hmm. know, versus if you have seen all that and then you see this. So that's right. why like Chris's perspective would be interesting because that changes it. Yeah, yeah, I'll for sure get it from him. Um, obviously, like I said, I had to kind of fill him in on the background of yeah. who Kingpin even is. So... um It'll be interesting to see with his like limited knowledge, like what he thinks of this character just kind of coming and going in this in this episode and, you yep. know, how how effectively he's used. Yep. Um, do we like the wrap up with Yelena and uh, Clint and their con confrontation and how that all went down? And I do. I, I like the essence of it. I thought it was maybe like a little quick. Again, they had only so much, they gave themselves, I guess, only so much time to like kind of wrap up that storyline. But I am glad that it is seemingly wrapped up. Um, you know, I never really, I thought it was like a good move to, you know, point Yelena at Clint and have them, you know, be on screen together. Um, but, you know, I never really liked the motive behind it anyway. So I'm glad that, that that's over. Um, they also seem like they kind of have a relationship that could grow out of this. Um, not exactly like mentor mentee, but like some kind of like 
mutual friendship and bonding and and Clint could have an opportunity maybe to tell Yelena a bit more about his time with Natasha, um, mm-hmm. which I think would be really important and, and and cool for just like the characters to to go through together. Mm-hmm. Do you such think a big that... part of Yelena is, you know, caring about her sister and her family. So she, right. you know, and her, her feeling cheated out of time that she could get to spend with her. So I think that that could be big for her. Do you think that she wanted to believe Hawkeye and this kind of like, just like, it was just, she was doing this job and attacking out of like pain and stuff. And it really, that comes than when you're saying you had so much time with her and stuff yeah or was she genuinely convinced you know like okay i don't know like what was the the flip because to me it's she's so dead set without yep i don't know what the evidence without is. a lot being yeah. hired person is telling you and, and then you find out that yeah okay he's the ronin so he's he has killed this guy right. he's a killer um so bad guy you know um yeah which is I think I think she maybe didn't necessarily want to believe that like Clint had killed Natasha um, because I mean, she does know a little bit about him and know a little bit about their friendship. So I think it would be a stretch for her to like believe he set out to kill her. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that, you know, not willing to be accepting of something is a powerful motivator. She didn't want to believe that her sister had sacrificed herself either because Mm -hmm. again, that's like, it's, it's a little mini hurt and a little mini betrayal. Like you could have had more time with me. You chose to sacrifice yourself. Why didn't you choose me and choose to stay alive? Um, so I think there's a part of her that really just doesn't want to accept either. Um, so it's, it's really hard for her. She's got like two, two conflicting ideas. Um, it's a lot easier if she just goes with the simple one where, you know, Clint is responsible for her sister's death. It's going to make me feel better to kill him. Great. Yep. Point right. me at him. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a little bit, I think of a, of a quick wrap up. I could have used more, but it, they had limited time to do it. Um, and I think it worked well enough carried mostly by Florence Pugh and Jeremy Renner's performances. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, this, this episode, this last one was kind of really a, a roller coaster for me of like, uh, it's too much humor to like, that's, that's powerful and effective, you know, mm-hmm. like Clint being in the tree and then she has to like cut the rope and then like, you know, it's the like, owl. I mean, when you couldn't <laughs> just slide down the tree, like, slowly versus like the I whole know. thing coming that seems i know i mean it was cool better. i won't lie it was a cool yeah. moment to like mm-hmm. see the rockefeller tree come down but yep. yes i was thinking the same thing like he's hawkeye like he jumps out of buildings repels down stuff and he can't right. get himself out of this tree i mean i know it's big but still yeah yep yeah right um let's see what haven't we talked about that we really should anything? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, I think we've we've done a good uh, cover of these last couple of episodes. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Like I said, we we get some really great wrap ups for some characters, and we get some, you know, hints at a future for others. Um, you know, like Echo wraps up her storyline. Yelena wraps up hers. 
you know, we do know, of course, that Echo is going to be going forward. Perhaps Yelena will too. Um, Kate gets a wrap on her and her mom's relationship enough that she could move forward as, you know, kind of in her, you know, potential hero career. Hawkeye, you know, might be getting a final wrap in this. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a lot that gets kind of cleaned up and prepares a path for some people to go forward. Some maybe not. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting how this shape us, shapes up because we really have no idea what the Avengers looks like. Really, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. who is going to be on the team? Who yeah. is going to be involved? Like, we're just, we're building that yet. And it seems, I don't know. We're in a yeah, space Clint, we haven't been in a while where. Clint is the last of like the original crew, you know, mm -hmm. to get his kind of solo project. So does this mean like we're officially, officially done with the entire phase one of the MCU or. You know, is Jeremy Renner going to be popping up in stuff? I don't know. I mean, you're right, because you see the adults on the Avengers just being like the new Captain America and Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Mm -hmm. And they should have Wasp in there. They don't. Mm -hmm. They should. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange. Um, Scarlet Witch, as long as she stays a good guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's a pretty decent crew. And then, obviously, you could start bringing in people like like Yelena and... Um, uh, Kate? What's, yeah, well, see, I still think they're going to do the young thing. I still think they're going to do yeah. Young Avengers. <laughs> well, they got to hurry it up then, because, like, all actors, you know, she's got a shelf life, too, for being a Young Avenger. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Coast saying she's Avengers. old. I'm not saying, you know, she, you know, yeah. whatever. No, but right. Obviously, you want to make it somewhat believable. Yeah. Tom Holland's not getting any younger. See, but then in that, in that, I, I think it's a mistake. I think if you want to do young something or whatever, that it should be, that should be animated or whatever. Because that's it was fine. always kind of the issue with like Teen Titans. It's like, really, are these like 14, 16, mm -hmm. 17 years? They're the ones that are going to save the world here. I mean, Right. Cartoon form, fine. But um right. Yeah, you know. no, I'm all for if they want to do that animated. I'm saying if they're they're gonna do a live action. Yeah. Right. They've they've got a time a time limit on that. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely. I don't know. I just don't know how it's gonna shape up. You know, they're gonna re uh, recast Black mm -hmm. Panther, um, and so he's there and Yeah, spoiler alert for that. It's gonna be his sister. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, they confirmed that Shuri is going to be the new Black Panther. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's the right move um, in terms of, like, I would hate a recast. Just a new actor? Yeah, I would hate it. It would just not, I don't think it would work. Hmm. I already have trouble with, like, recasts and, like, you know, getting a new actor in mm -hmm. the same role. And I think, I think a lot of people would have trouble with this one. Not only for like Chadwick Boseman's performance, but I think it would feel a little disrespectful. Do you think they're going to show like the, I mean, she's got to earn that title then. You think they're going to show all that and stuff or? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the Black Panther movie is currently in production and they're shooting. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be like a, 
kind of a re-origin story for Shuri or if they're just going to like, I mean, they got to explain the transfer somehow, So, I don't, but I just don't know obviously how long they're going to spend on it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. A lot unknown that's, right now. Lot yeah, that's something they definitely got to like take their time with though. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, movie wise, I think like creating a great script and and shooting it, I think you got to be real confident moving forward because obviously it's such a big switch. Yeah. Hmm. So I hope they've they've taken care of that story. Well, we'll see. It's 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 tough not knowing. Uh, have yeah. any idea where they're gonna really go with this you know is shang chi gonna be in the avengers or are they gonna is he gonna stay in like right. a martial arts kind of sphere of things yeah it's so funny we have so much information about what projects are upcoming for marvel yeah. but we don't really know like the overall arc of it you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, are these just going to be like solo projects and we're just going to get like glimpses? Are people going to be tied in? Is there going to be, you know, a new Avengers crew and are we going to like really focus on them? Or, you know, is it really just kind of like all this like splintered up stuff now? Yeah, because it just seems odd to me to not have the direction that a, an Avengers film gives because right? what are we going to, you know, we don't need to reform the Avengers. Like if we wait too long, it's going to feel like, where are the Avengers? Right. Right. You know, why don't we have who's there at the Avengers yet? Mm -hmm. And them in a movie, like we don't need to have all the characters that might become part of the Avengers to have an Mm -hmm. Avengers movie. Why can't we have the, the Captain America, Ant-Man, Wasp, you know, Dr. Strange. Why can't we have that movie? with the mm-hmm. core group that's there still. Right. So we can be- begin setting the seeds, planting the seeds for whatever larger threat is coming that we might need more new heroes to involve mm-hmm. in the group to, to overcome right. eventually. Right. It's, it, we're like rudderless. You know, it's like we're in the, the DC space right now. Where we're just getting all <laughs> these various independent things, but the, the, center line the through line avengers mm-hmm. thing is just nowhere to be seen right and i trust marvel more than i trust dc to provide right. that through line um i'm hoping soon because mm-hmm. yeah like you said right now we feel a little rudderless we have no kind of clear direction um but i gotta think you know for the the minds at marvel who've spent so much time planning it's got to be coming um it's it's got to be somewhere in their in their future hopefully like i said you know the the nearer rather than farther future so we can have that that anchor um mm-hmm. but who knows i yeah you know yeah. stranger things have happened and i have you know not as many times as dc but been let down by marvel so see we'll see what's to come for them yep all right. Well, to wrap up, where does this place in the Disney Plus Marvel shows that you've mm. had so far? We've had four, correct? WandaVision, Captain, Hawkeye, and have we only had three? Loki. No, Loki. 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 Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot Loki. Woo. Uh, big oversight. Um, I am gonna say a tight third. Um okay. Cause my, my, 
I feel like Captain and Winter Soldier just dropped so far in that fourth place. Um, I got a tight top three that are, you know, on top of each other. And it's kind of hard to, like, feel like this was, like, a clear, you know, decision. Uh, but I would say WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. Okay. All good, though. <sighs> like, it's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then, and then I, like I said, Captain is going to be a distant four. I think that I go Hawkeye, Loki, WandaVision. Ooh, so you're flipping mine. I love it. You know, it's because um, Loki would be third if I factored in fully that I think that that show shouldn't have anything to do with Marvel. That it, I see. Like, I see. You know, my yeah. argument before where saying. that that show should it shouldn't be shackled. If they wanted to tell that show, they shouldn't have had it shackled to Loki, where you make Loki not very Loki-like, and you add in, you know, the different humor and the things that just didn't need to be there. I wanted mm-hmm. to see this tiny whiny thing that was unchained from all that. So then you didn't have to mutilate Marvel <laughs> characters in order to tell the story. Yeah. Well, we'll see where where season two goes. That's mm-hmm. that's going to be, I think, interesting for shifting loki either up or down the ranks for me is what's going to happen now that we have a confirmed season two yep wandavision was just like it was a little bit of a slow burn for me to start Mm -hmm. and then some of the big payoffs i was kind of hoping for weren't there in terms of the beginning of multiverse things with jump jumping the gun on that and um but yeah I should I should clarify that like WandaVision is my favorite show, but it's also the show with the biggest letdown, um, which, of course, was her brother, Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that being there, but not being there. Um, right. That was just too much of a tease. I, I yeah. get it. Like, you know, it's this whole like manufactured thing in a manufactured world that she created for herself. But I think it was just cruel to place Evan Peters in that role and not have yep. it pay off. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I should clarify that that, that does hold the biggest disappointment for me, irrespective of my, my love for that show. And then Hawkeye was just, it was, it felt a little different than the others. It was concise. Mm-hmm. It was Jeremy Renner's performance was great. I got to appreciate Hawkeye Absolutely. a lot more. Um, I thought generally the relationship between he and Kate was good. We got to bring in kingpin and echo so favorites of mine i like that it was a holiday theme show and really mm-hmm. came out now and was appropriate for that yes um a lot a lot good i just thought it was like the neatest cleanest nice package that we've gotten from the tv shows sure. so far and um yeah yeah and, yeah like you say sets up a lot of new things potentially or potential mm-hmm. storylines so yeah, and I think it, um, I I agree with you that it's, you know, when you say it's like the neatest kind of cleanest package we've gotten in a show, um, and it sets up clearly, you know, for things moving forward. Like, we know we have an Echo show already, mm-hmm. um, so we're not kind of left hanging with, you know, being introduced to characters and then having them be ripped away, which I also admit is a failing of WandaVision, where we're introduced to white vision mm-hmm. uh, or gray vision. You don't exactly know. Um, and then left hanging with like, well, what was that? Like, are we getting anything from that? Like, is Paul Bettany coming back? Or is this just like 
cool. We just know he's out there now. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yep. All right. Um, that was Hawkeye. It's really episodes four through six, but really all of it and Marvel everything. So, um, we, it's, it's the holiday week. Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. So um, hope everybody has a good Christmas um, or any holiday that you may celebrate around this time of year. Yes. And um, New Year's is coming. We'll try to stay here for your entertainment news, discussion, or whatever. Um, well, we, should- got, we got another series we got to wrap up, Wheel of Time. Yeah. Season one. So got to get to that at some point, perhaps before a new year dawns upon us. Yeah. I think I have, there's just one episode left now or something. Um, yes. I forget where I I'm at so. there. I think so. I think the last episode should be coming out this Friday. Correct. Okay. That sounds Maybe. right. Yeah. And we'll get to try to get Phil on board to talk about that. So mm-hmm. yes, that'd be good. Hopefully we can make that happen. So. Um, follow us in the meantime on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, all those things here on Twitch. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, that kind of thing. We're doing, um, video format on Spotify as well. If you choose to get your podcasts, uh, through them, otherwise, whatever your podcast directory of choice is, please leave a review, let others know what you think, that kind of thing. Thank you to Killing the Flower for a theme song. You can find them on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, uh, Spotify. So check Mm -hmm. out their content there. And otherwise, that'll do it from us. Thanks again for joining me, Andrea. Have a good Christmas. Thank you. Cheers and happy holidays, everybody.